Happy birthday to Rotterdam. This is the Historian's Podcast, and I'm Bob Cudmore. We welcome John Woodward to the program. Thanks for joining us, John. Glad to be here. John Woodward chairs the Rotterdam, New York Citizens Bicentennial Committee. Rotterdam is a town of some 29,000 people in Schenectady County. John Woodward's a native of Rotterdam and, and served 25 years as the elected Schenectady County clerk. After he retired from that job, he was appointed Rotterdam historian a couple of years ago, but early this year he was succeeded by Jim Schaefer as Rotterdam historian, so Woodward could concentrate on the town's bicentennial. Woodward also continues as deputy historian for uh, Schenectady County. You were planning the bicentennial in Rotterdam, but then the pandemic struck. How has the pandemic affected uh, the Rotterdam Bicentennial? Well, Bob, it's really slowed down a lot of our kind of the traditional activities that we were hoping to have of kind of a public nature. We had kind of plans to put on a bicentennial parade, a bicentennial dinner, a carnival. Um, We've had to kind of rethink what we can do, especially in this age of COVID in, in terms of celebrating our anniversary, we're hoping to have some of these activities actually next year. Um, many of the towns around New York State that are celebrating bicentennials or, or substantial anniversaries of, are kind of put into the same category where we're going to have to defer that a little bit. But we've had a, a very organized group of citizen kind of activists who um, have been working on this really for about two years. And we've been meeting monthly where we get together and talk about what type of things we can do. But there's no doubt that the pandemic has certainly thrown kind of a monkey wrench into the work sure. in yeah. terms of our public activities. Have there been any things that you've been able to, to do this year? Yeah, we've uh, we've we've been working on some things uh, um and I'll, I'll, I wrote down a list before I knew I was going to come on your show. Um, we're working on a bunch of activities where we've um, partnered with the schools to come up with a, a logo contest where we wanted to involve the schools in our bicentennial celebration. So we contacted the superintendents and the head of the various art departments in the town. There are two school districts, Mahanison and Shalmont. And we actually had them contact our art departments and have a logo contest for the bicentennial where we, you know, we could have gone to a private company or whatever and had them design one. But we wanted something that was like a homegrown product. So we actually had a contest where we had 68 uh, submissions and we picked um, two logos. Uh, They're very, very well done by uh, students um, that we're going to utilize on some of our commemorative items and things like that. So we were pleased to work with the school district on that. We also um, have been involved in some activities with we, uh, Jim Schaefer, who is our current town historian, um, came mm-hmm. up with a wonderful idea, which was to partner with a local brewery to make a Rotterdam bicentennial beer. And we partnered with the Back Barn Brewing Company, and they um, did research. We asked if they use local ingredients to brew 
the special Pilsner beer, which they've done and now is on sale through them and other businesses within the town to create something that had kind of, no pun intended, a historic flavor. (laughs) Okay, Um, that's good. And we also worked on establishing um, a hike, uh, the Long Path Hike, um, we, where it starts in the Platterkilp uh, Preserve, and they hike to the Kiwanis Park, which is uh, off of Route 5S. It's a five-mile walk, and if you complete this hike, you get a commemorative patch because uh, the Long Pike, um, I'm sorry, Long Path Hike goes right through Schenectady County. I mean, as you may know, Rotterdam is a, is a, a small little town of 30,000 people within Schenectady County, and the Mohawk River is our northern border. So there is a wonderful bike path and hiking path. So we tried to do something of kind of a recreational uh, nature. Let me ask you about the fact that you're celebrating the bicentennial. Now, it seems to me there were probably European settlers in what we call Rotterdam long before 200 years ago. What are what does the bicentennial commemorate? Um, the bicentennial. I mean, to go back into go back into history, we are very wedded to essentially the establishment of the city of Schenectady, Rotterdam, um, and Glenville. Both Rotterdam and Glenville were the third and fourth wards of the town of Rotterdam. So you have to really understand the Dutch influence and the British influence in this area when it was settled in the 1660s. What what happened was, as people, they primarily were living in the stockade area, and what would happen is Rotterdam in those days was really more of a place that they farmed and they used for woodlots for their timber needs, and they also did trapping and hunting and various other things. What happened was, they because they were a ward of the city of Schenectady, um, in 1820, the, the, the few citizens that were there, it was a very agricultural, very wooded, very rural area, petitioned the state legislature. And on the same day in 1820, April 14th, 1820, the town of Rotterdam and the town of Glenville were given, um, given their independence by an act of the state legislature. It was literally the last day of the legislative session, so... We made it just underneath the um, underneath uh, uh, the the, con- the time mm-hmm. confines. So we essentially became a township in 1820, just as well as the town of Glenville. So you're both celebrating the bicentennial, and we've talked some about that uh, some time back with. Uh, Glenville Supervisor Chris uh, Ketsley. I imagine they're in yeah. the same boat that you are with uh, the pandemic. Yeah. Uh, I think really so. Affecting. They, um, yeah, I think so. They, um, they've had kind of same, some of the same difficulties that we've had. Um, but it's a situation where this is this is the date, and you know, we we want to commemorate the fact that as a town, we've been around for two hundred years. Um, as a matter of fact, there's um, fifty years ago um, at the hundred and fiftieth anniversary. There was a very famous um, tug of war between the town of Glenville and the right. town of Rotterdam. And right. uh, it was all about a dispute about who was the older town. Well, of course, they were established the same day at the same time. But that was 
they had decided to do a tug of war across the Mohawk River, and it literally drew thousands and thousands of people. It was kind of bragging rights type of thing. And um, there's a great deal of controversy. The town of Glenville won it, but the town of Rotterdam um, maintains that they had hooked up uh, the rope to a fire truck, and that's the reason that they (laughs) won it. Well, you gotta, so gotta watch those people from Glenville. I say, as a right. as a resident of Glenville, I say that. Yes, and you remembered those things. In fact, I was read a news coverage about your uh, being the head of the bicentennial in Rotterdam. That you have fond memories of that sesquicentennial of fifty years ago. Yes, yes. I was I was like fourteen at the time. It really, truly was a, a very big deal. Um, and, of course, it was a little different of an era where you could get much more public participation in those events. But both the town in Glenville and the town of Rotterdam had really large celebrations about it. And it's very fondly remembered by a lot of citizens of the town who are of a certain age. It was uh, it was really quite something. And uh I'm not sure we would ever be able to replicate something as, uh, as, as big as that was in those days, but we're hoping next year to be able to have some of these public activities. Um, we, we actually have a agreement between our town supervisors to reenact this uh, tug of war again and, uh, and, uh, and have judges in it. And so we're hoping that maybe we'll be able to do that next spring, depending on really? Well, let me ask you, since you brought up the tug of war again, how did they do that? I mean, now there's this uh, nice bridge that goes between Rotterdam Junction and Glenville where you could have the rope. But you actually, they strung the rope over the river? Is that what they They did. uh, Yeah, it was. uh, And because, of course, Glenville um, is the... Southern or the north. I'm sorry, the northern part of the Mohawk River, River and Rotterdam is the southern. They strung a rope across. Uh, many people don't realize that the bridge that goes over from the city of Schenectady to Glenville, part of that is in the town of Rotterdam. There's Hog Island and a few places within there, but that was a very um, important um, area within our um, our history. That whole development. And of course, it's not surprising that communities would grow up, you know, on the base of various rivers. And of course, the Mohawk River was such uh, an important river as a gateway to the West. It was, uh, it's very understandable why both Rotterdam and Glenville, um, both um, were, um, were really important areas. They also were very important in from 1830 to 1880, in the broom corn industry, um, which was a big uh, manufacturing industry within the town of Rotterdam and Glenville. And it has a lot to do with the fertile nature of the Mohawk Mm -hmm. River there where they um, grew broom corn. And up until the 1880s, we were producing, in some cases, over 3 million brooms a year um, between between Glenville and Rotterdam, it was a it was a large industry. Where was the rope strung across the river? Is what I'm trying to figure out. Fifty years ago, um, it was at the narrow narrower part of the river down, I believe, by the park there, the Beverwick Park. So it it didn't go over a bridge or anything like that. It, no, 
so no. it's all okay. Well, that's that's pretty cool. Since you brought it up, um, my I grew up in Amsterdam, and they had this huge sesquicentennial, you know, 150th anniversary. It was back in 1954, and they, um, I mean. <laughs> Every people in town joined organizations. The men grew their whiskers. The women wore long dresses. They had a big parade and did all kinds of things. It it really seemed to be the time uh, when uh, there was a lot of that. I don't know community spirit at the at that time. Yeah, I think you had that. We were fortunate because we had that, and you had, of course, the nation's bicentennial a few years later. So there was a really nice period of time between, say, 1970 and 1976, where you had national bicentennial commissions, and we happened to be fortunate, along with Glenville, of having our, in those days, 150th anniversary. So it was a really nice time where um, there was a lot of reflection about various townships or cities' pasts and history. Um, It's one of the things I enjoy about being... um, involved in the study of history is trying to promote kind of an understanding of the context of the times. And I know for our town, Rotterdam, up until about 1930, we literally, when we were established in uh, 1820, we literally had about 1,500 people. And we had less than 10,000 people until about 1930. When 1930 hit, um, essentially, you were in the the, the General Electric Company, the Alco Railroad Company, um, company um, you had an expansion, just a tremendous expansion. The population jumped from about 10,000 to 30,000, so it tripled um, between 1930 and 1970. And it had a lot to do with what, what was going on with, the, well, the Second World War, and before that, that they needed workers and people, you know, thought moving to the kind of fashionable suburbs and getting out of the getting out getting out of the cities was something that was really quite special. So our housing developments started popping up all over the place, and I think we're a lot like the history of a lot of places around the country that that those were kind of glory years where you had a lot of people moving in primarily for commercial reasons. And um, mm-hmm. it became a much larger town. It, it drifted away from being kind of an agrarian uh, agrarian track of land to more mm-hmm. of a residential area. Yeah, very diverse. And uh, another personal story. I worked, as you may recall, for many years at um, WGY Radio, and that originally was part of General Electric Broadcasting, but anyway, it seemed to me that when we came there, uh, I ended up living in Glenville. But I would say, and it's just sort of a guess on my part, but it just seemed like that everybody I worked with at the TV station or the radio station, or they, they lived in Rotterdam. You know, it seems that's yes. where the, the workers lived. Yes, it's. Um, did you know a fellow named Charlie King who worked at WRGB? Sure. Yeah, he was my Little League coach. Was he really? And was that over in Rotterdam? It was. And, it was in the Carmen Little League. And we also have a connection with that that I find very interesting is um, for, I'm sure for some of your listeners that they don't know the name Dave Garraway. And yeah. Dave 
was born within the town of Rotterdam and who was absolutely a pioneer in the early days of television. He went on to um, yeah. co-host the, the Today Show. Um, yeah. You know, just really a great historic figure in the development of communications in our country. Well, uh, I'm glad you brought up, and I should mention something about Charlie King. I mean, he was um, a manager at GE Broadcasting, and he went back to the days when he used to be a page at uh, NBC, I think, in New York. And then he did the same when he worked for WGY Radio. He, you know, had to wear a uniform and that and that sort of thing. But uh, yeah, a, a lot of a lot of folks that. I knew that worked in Schenectady. He lived in in Rotterdam. It's a very diverse place because you know you've got uh, all these, as you say, residential developments, but you still have some farmland, do you? Or and also you've got all yes, that ri- expanse of river, you know, b- bordering on the on the shore of the Mohawk River. Yeah, we. I mean, we have a very vibrant community. I mean, it's our schools are very active. We have a lot of churches. There, people are very active in churches and sports. Um, a lot of people will talk about the uh, Schenectady Little League winning the world championship in 1954. Well, in 1980, the Rotterdam Bay Brute won the world championship. So we have a, a long history and heritage with with uh, youth sports, and we have very active fire departments and ambulance squads and. You know, I, and I do understand many other communities have them, but there's living in Rotterdam and literally, literally living here my entire life. It's a very special place um, mm. to kind of grow up and 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 live. And um, you know, the people of Rotterdam are very proud of their heritage, and we're hopefully going to be, um, as time goes on, commemorating more of of our history with, within the town. Going way back. There's the uh, the Maybe House and the Maybe Farm, which dates to the 1600s, and that's in Rotterdam, correct? It is. We uh, I'm a member of the board of trustees of the County Historical Society, and one of the one of the facilities that we run is the Maybe Farm on uh, Route 5S going into Rotterdam Junction, and the um, the original maybe house goes back to stone house goes back to 1705. Um, and it's a quite active, our historical society is a quite active historical institution. You can go take tours of it. Um, they bring a lot of students in to talk about local history. We have a very, very active, um, historical society. Um, actually, uh, the board, the chair of our board of trustees is a fellow named Bob Weeble, who is a former, New York State historian. So we have a very active board, and we're really promoting um, education through our library um, down at 32 Washington Avenue, the stockade in the city of Schenectady, as well as the Maybe Farm historical sites, which they, you know, were very agricultural. Uh, the Maybe name is a, a, a very, very old name, came from Dutch heritage. Uh, one of our board members was a woman named Kim Maybe, who was uh, from mm-hmm. a descendant of that family who's been extremely active in terms of pres- preserving local history. She's just a wonderful person who cares deeply about, you know, teaching our our colonial uh, history and the Dutch history and the, those type of things. So it's it's kind of an exciting group of people to be partnered with. John Woodward is with us. He chairs the Rotterdam, New York Bicentennial Committee. And for 25 years, he was 
Schenectady County clerk. And you've, uh, you, you told the Daily Gazette once that there are similarities between your former job as county clerk and local history. How so? Well, one of the things that the county clerk does is we're kind of the county recorder of land records and legal records. So we had um, all kinds of various records dating back to 1809, which is when Schenectady County was formed as a part of Albany County. And uh, we, the county clerk is essentially the steward of these records. So when I was clerk, we had possession of naturalization records, land records, census records, legal records. So it was similar in that we get a lot of people who are doing genealogical research. And, of course, they are going to kind of an official government source to try to find out what records were available as they kind of try to put the pieces of their genealogy together. So I always enjoyed it as clerk. Um, you know, it was, it's a little bit like a detective mystery where you're going through various records. Um, and, mm-hmm. you know, we preserved a lot of them through optical imaging. So we're trying to democratize the information a little more. So people who are interested in that particular area will have access um, to records and things like that. And one of the one of my more enjoyable parts of the job was I uh, was the person that swore in the new American citizens. And I had mm-hmm. the honor of doing that for about 5,000 people while I was clerk. And, I, you know, you begin to realize that, you know, a lot of people think government records are just dusty things in the basement and they don't really have any value. Well, when you start doing historic research, those documents and papers are so important in terms of reconstructing what happened, you know, during those times. And um, I always enjoyed that kind of work where you could work with teachers or individuals who were, you know, trying to put that jigsaw puzzle together of history um, to try to um, figure out, you know, when did their great-great-grandparents come to the United States or what property did they own or those type of things. So your county clerk's offices are uh, around New York State are usually a Trevor trove of uh, a lot of um, good researchable data and information that one um, uses in, in terms of the study of local history. John Woodward uh, chairs the Rotterdam, New York Citizens Bicentennial Committee. It sounds like you've got a fair number of people in, involved in this, but let me pursue that for, for a moment. Um, one thing I've just sort of noticed in general or one of the issues in general about local history, which I've, I've been involved with, it's hard to get young people interested. Does that apply in Rotterdam? Yeah, I think that is true. I, um, I, I have noticed that a lot of people involved in historic research tend to be a little bit older. I personally think that sometimes it's um, – I wish that we studied more local history in the schools. I mean, I think that that was, that's something that should be um, done better. Um, And I'm certainly not an expert on curriculum, but I think it's, I mean, I think that the notional idea of place is very important where you live, where you were born, you know, where you die for that matter. And to be able to understand in a kind of a contextual way, 
what is going on in your community and what were the economic factors or, you know, things like agriculture is an incredibly important industry as well as, you know, we have such a rich history in Schenectady with the Alco and the General Electric Company and how the country developed. Um, so those things should be taught more in the schools. I unfortunately think what happens is a lot of people when they're younger are kind of growing up and living their lives. And some of this becomes a little bit more important as you get a little older. You start realizing mm. the importance of, of local history. And um, we, we're, we're trying with the Historical Society to bring students in and make them aware of, of some of the history of the local town within the, the context of their academic studies. We hope some of it sticks. When we were talking about uh, GE Broadcasting and you said, oh, uh, Charlie King was my baseball coach. And you said, I think, that you lived in Carmen. Is that where you were yeah. You were raised? And what, yep. why, do you know why Carmen is called Carmen? Carmen was called Carmen because there was a shopkeeper who ran a little post office um, in the Carmen area. And his name was George Carmen. And as kind of a testament to he, he, he had lived there and been the postmaster for dozens of years. And the area just kind of got a name attached to the Carmen area because of the general store and the fact that he was postmaster. So it was actually uh, named um, after an individual. How about that? Because I had some idea that it had something to do with the railroad or trolley cars, you know, Carmen, you know, that's where the, but that's completely wrong. Originally, the, originally the railroad ran through that area and it was originally called Athens Junction. The railroad was very, very important, not only in the Carmen area, but also in the Rotterdam Junction area, because we really were a transportation hub. We were a kind of a manufacturing and transportation hub in that area. And the railroad um, was incredibly, an incredibly important industry, as well as, to be blunt, uh, you know, the Erie Canal had a tremendous impact on us in the 1820s through, through you know, the 1880s. It was, a, you know, those were very, you know, important things that had a lot to do with kind of the, the development of the town. Do you continue to live in Carmen, or have you moved to other another part of Rotterdam? I live in the old Draper's School District, which is uh, one of we used to have three school districts in Rotterdam. Now we have two, Mahonison and Shalmont. I live in the old Draper District, which became part of Mahonison. It's a it's an old area they called the French Settlement because a lot of French people settled around my house and. I actually went to an event they had in the community back, oh, I'm going to say 20 years ago, where the old neighbors came and they talked about the history of the uh, area. And apparently there were a lot of speakeasies in my neighborhood during Prohibition. Okay. <laughs> and I got a big kick out of listening to the neighbors talk about that because the men would go out and tell their wives they were going to well, walk their dogs when in fact they were really going out to have a drink or a beer. So they would tie the dogs up to trees outside the speakeasies 
and the dogs would get into fights, and they had a very, you know, Rotterdam did not have a police department till 1936, but they didn't really have a very vibrant one in those days. There were only few individuals, that, and they constantly had to go to these areas um, to stop the dog fights that were going on. Well, John Woodward, I thank you very much uh, for joining us. How can people get in touch with you or the, with the Bicentennial Committee? Um, the best way is really through email, and my email is very simple, Woodward at gmail.com. And I certainly welcome any inquiries or anybody that wants to participate because, as I said earlier, we're going to try as much as possible to do some things Honestly, it looks like it's going to be next year before some of these things are going to be permissible. Mm -hmm. Well, good luck to you and all the good folks in Rotterdam. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. John Woodward chairs the Rotterdam, New York Citizens Bicentennial Committee. You've been listening to the Historian's Podcast. I'm Bob Cudmore.